Well, 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 here we are. Another episode of the Terror Zone podcast coming at you in the middle of the fucking month out of nowhere. Um, I posted on Instagram the other day that I'd have one out for you guys, and here I am. Been real busy this summer. I'm so tired, exhausted, but I love it. Just fucking go, go, go all summer. The next thing you know, it's fucking 40 degrees and 30 degrees and negative 20 degrees. Summer is coming up to an end very quickly here, so enjoy it while you can, people. Um, Obviously, see the title of this podcast. Got our boy Barker from Power of Fear. The band is so fucking hard. If you haven't checked them out, I don't know what you're waiting for. For sure you have by now, especially if you're going to turn on this podcast. Um, You might have heard him in his other band, No Good Deed. They are also super fire um, from Pittsburgh. They're just fucking tough, tough, tough. Power of Fear and No Good Deed, but uh, kind of just uh, transitioned. So uh, you got to listen to the podcast to hear all about the history of it. And what we talked about was a really good time. Uh, I'm not going to keep you guys too long, but just got to give a, a little show show update. Oh, shit. Uh, today, Friday, fucking August 11th, is Wreckage and Combust with Doubt It and uh, yeah, Inner Peace. My bad. I can't remember everything, but they're playing at Edgeman tomorrow. I mean, fucking today. I'm recording this Thursday. You know me unorganized as fuck <laughs> uh it's gonna be six bucks fifteen dollars cash only at the fucking door and then saturday oh shit enemy of god opening up for uh orthodox and momentum and chamber and another band i can't remember everything like i said um then that's at the sanctuary doors are probably at six six thirty maybe seven Doing this off the top of my head. What do you want? What do you want from me, cocksucker? What up, Joey Diaz? Um, then Sunday at Small's Bar in Hamtramck. Life of Agony. There was 30 years of River Runs Red. Was sick of sick of it all. Motherfucking ringworm. And Death in Custody. Detroit's own Death in Custody. I'm glad they're still playing shows. I haven't seen them in a while now, so... Shout out to Ralph and his whole shit. He's always holding it down for Detroit Hardcore. Um, but yeah, fucking Ringworm. It's been quite a while since I've seen them, so I'm looking forward to that. And Sick of It All always puts on a great live show. Um, you know, so back when I first started getting into punk rock and shit, I knew who Sick of It All was before I even knew they were hardcore or anything about NYHC, I don't know none of that shit I was listening to The Casualties, The Unseen Dropkick Murphy, shit like that but uh, I listened to them but then as I slowly got into like heavier hardcore and heavier shit, I kind of put uh, Sick of It All on the back burner like, ah, I don't need to listen to them and uh, but you know, them live, they're so good live, and they've been doing it for so fucking long that they get the respect and the the appreciation, so that's cool, excited to see them, and uh, that's it for this week, then I think it's next week, or uh, two Fridays from now, two Fridays from now, uh, Hoods at the Sanctuary, 
with Brick by Brick and Detroit's finest and newest band, Dead Hang. Shout out to Julian and Spry and all the homies. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, do yourself a favor. Go listen to them. Uh, they got their shit on Spotify. They got a little EP demo thing out there now. I think it's also on Bandcamp, of course. Anyways, enough about this shit. Uh, go ahead and get into the episode. I hope you guys like it. I had a good time talking to Barker. Um, I, 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 mean, I gotta fucking push it out there. September 9th, Power of Fear will be here in Detroit with Pain Clinic and Annie Up and Bitter Truth and fucking Poison Tongues and Under the Knife. Um, we're trying to, we're going to try to get uh, a little surprise going here soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Listen, um, fucking pay attention. It ain't going to be that cool. So don't get fucking uh, uh, too speculative. So holler, just be ready for an announcement. I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Recording in progress. All right. So once again, I appreciate you coming on to do this, man. We've been talking about it. Uh, I don't know, for like a month or two now since uh, the new record came out and shit. And I'm f- glad to have you on. I really like the music. Yeah, man. So um, obviously your name is Barker. Everybody calls you Barker from Power of Fear. You do vocals on Days Records. Just fucking dropped the new, uh, uh, what's called an LP? It's like nine songs, right? Oh shit! I already froze. You're welcome. You're like the internet's supposed to be fucking great. All this Wi-Fi technology you pay hundred twenty dollars a month for it still fucks up. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, so I don't even know where we were. We're talking about you're the singer of the newest and coolest band in Pittsburgh hardcore, in my opinion. I know you've been been you've been around a little while now, but um, yeah. So so the last thing I ask you, would you can. Is it an LP or an EP since it's like nine songs? Uh, I guess it'd be an LP. I mean, it's eight songs and an intro. Uh, I think it clocks in around like 24 minutes or so. Yeah. Well, so I guess it's, it's like technically a full length. Okay. Yeah. I never knew what would uh, would be the difference between an EP and an LP, whether it's like uh, the length or like how many tracks. I have no idea. Uh, I think the like standard for it is like anything like over like 20 minutes is considered long play. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking shit. I just listened to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't really follow any of that shit, bro. <laughs> uh, well, so, well, anyway, I mean, um, so obviously your band is sick as fuck. You guys kind of came out, it came out pretty hot, man. I was, uh, I just seen you guys were around and I was like, oh yeah. Days records putting out that single. You guys did it with, uh, Austin. Is that his name from buried dreams? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's like when I first heard that, like just the intro of that song, that American History X sample. I was like, oh, yeah. what the fuck I'm about to listen to right now? <laughs> and that's me right away, man. That was a hell of a sample to pick. And then to have uh, a dude from Buried Dreams on there is that it's a great song. Yeah. Uh, Austin's been my boy for like probably last like 10, 15 years. Uh, I was actually like real cool with him like way before he used to live in uh, the Ohio Valley in uh, Barnesville and him and his boy, uh, Ben, they used to run a, a house venue out of his parents' basement and it was called the Lakeview House. And they had all kind of crazy shows down there where like 
bands that had no business playing in a fucking house. Like, uh, like I think one of my favorites there, we've seen like Harm's Way and Zabalba, oh, like literally just in his fucking parents' basement. But yeah, me and him go way back. Still got nothing but love for him. And uh, yeah, we've been doing like music and shit for like over 10 years. And uh, when we were recording this, I just hit him up and was like, yo, like, we've been doing this shit way too long. Like, we should have like something to like collab on by now. Like, you know, hop on one of these songs. And uh, he was like more than down to do it. And uh, I don't know, I think it came out like perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd agree. Uh, just like, hearing it from, from like the first. Whenever it came out, I don't know exactly what month it came out, but I was like, oh. so I can't wait to hear the rest of this shit. And you guys dropped another single, then another one, I think. And uh, I was like, man, I can't wait to hear the rest of it. And it's all, it's all well put together, fucking album all around. It's heavy and in your face, fucking beat your ass shit. And that's what I'm all about. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, what uh. How'd the band come together with you guys? Because I know uh, you've had um, a couple former bands, at least one. You were in Watcher, right? Is yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Watcher, I mean, we're still kind of a band. But, okay. I mean, it's, like, weird. Like, I'm 31, but I'm still, like, the baby of that band. Because, like, everyone else is, like, pushing, like, 40, almost 50 in some of them dudes. But uh, they just don't got, like, the time to really, like, do anything, like, you know, balls to the walls, like, playing shows like every month here and there kind of thing. But uh, yeah, we were in no good deed uh, before like turning into power of fear. Uh, you know, no good deed was kind of like, if you start like at the very beginning, uh, it was me, my boy poop toss. His real name is Derek, but everyone from the Berg knows him as poop toss. All right. Just of this, uh, <laughs> he does this real weird mosh move where he's kind of like, hitting the ground and then his arms are going over his shoulder and shit. And everyone was like, yo, he looked like a monkey throwing poop. So literally, I mean, since I was like 15, 16, when I was introduced to him, like everybody knows him as poop toss. That's just his nickname. That's a great but, name. Uh, yeah. It started out with like him, uh, my buddy, Jacob, Nick, and we all kind of just, there wasn't really much thought in it. It was just kind of like, all we wanted is people to mosh and like, you know, it was just nothing but just hard ass riffs and shit. And there wasn't like much thought put into it at first. It was just kind of like, yo, like dance or we fucking didn't do our job. And, you know, all kind of shit came up. Like some people were like, oh, I want to go do merch for a band for like a couple months or whatever, or had other projects going on. And, uh, pretty much by the end of it, like through everything, like we had a revolving door of different people in Pittsburgh hardcore that played in no good deed. And, uh, we ended up with close to the lineup we have now. And, uh, probably like during COVID we ended up getting our drummer, Harry, uh, we like locked him in and everything. And it was, uh, me, him, John and our bass player, Nard. And we started writing this record like during like, probably like right before COVID started happening and everything. And, you know, we would like, you know, hammer down for a couple months, fuck off for a couple months kind of shit. And then after like all these like member changes and everything, uh, I was like the only OG member left from No Good Deed from like 2013. And when this record like came together, we were kind of like listening to it and we were like, 
I mean, you could still kind of hear that it, like it, it sounds similar to No Good Deed, but in a lot of ways, the new record is like, I mean, it just don't like mesh the same. Like there's like a different like feel to all these new songs we put out. And when we were talking with Days about putting the record out, he was like, you know, like being you're the only like original person left and all these songs sound so much different compared to like all the other stuff. He was like, would you guys be like down with, you know, starting fresh, like rebranding kind of, which I mean, it kind of made sense. Cause like I said, like whenever No Good Deed first started, it was just like, oh, let's just play whatever like dumbass caveman shit we can do and, you know, just see what happens. And then like probably the last two like deed releases, we kind of like started putting more thought into it and like actually doing some like musical composition type shit where it wasn't just like, all right, a breakdown into a breakdown, like kind of shit. And all these new songs, like they're like well thought out, structured and like shit like that. And like put a lot of fucking like time and like thinking into like how they came out, like being presented and shit. And, you know, like doing no good deed for like 10 years, like, I mean, it's a long time for any fucking band, but, uh, you know, that shit was like near and dear to me. You know, we traveled up and down the East coast, like touring with it and shit, but it just kind of made sense to like, you know, start a whole brand new chapter. Cause like everything we were doing with this new record was like so much different than anything else we'd like done. So like, it just kind of made sense. And, you know, we rolled the dice, like, cause it's like a big, like, you know, gamble to take. It's like, you know, you roll the dice and you fucking start off fresh. All of a sudden, like, you know, no one could give a fuck about it or, you know, like it just don't land or whatever. And then it's like, all right, we, we pulled the plug on our name that had some rep behind it for like 10 years to like, you know, try that. But with like days and lumpy, like backing us and everything, like it almost felt like a seamless transition to where like we were like just as far along ahead as we were before like rebranding and then you know now we're like getting like offers like way better than we ever got us no good deed doing it like diy so i mean i'm happy with it yeah i mean a lot of people are <laughs> i mean i thought you guys hit the ground running with some like fire under your ass right away like and like showed up yeah. like, on the internet and i was like i was like damn like you know especially being on days and having those connections that that's really really good transition like you said uh you going from from doing it your own way, then having Lumpy and his whole fucking distribution fucking factory he does on his own, <laughs> you know. So that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, did you know him before um he reached out to you guys for the Power of Fear thing, or? Just uh, like- I mean, I knew him like when he was in Sanction, all that. Like, yeah, you know, we might have said like "What's up?" a couple times, but uh, no like serious connection or anything like that. Uh, you know, we just ended up sending him the whole record, and we're like. You know, it was kind of like a shot in the dark kind of thing where I was like, you know, like I've always like fucked with his label ever since it came out during COVID. And they got a great roster. So I was just like, you know, like, you know, shot in the dark. Like I didn't even expect him to like hit me back or anything. And then, uh, you know, he like ended up emailing me back and was like, yo, this is fucking sick. And it was just kind of like, oh, so I guess we're going to like really do this. And, you know, I mean. You seen how it unfolded? Yeah, man. Uh, hey, it, it's good to uh, you know get uh, positive feedback right away because everybody was fun, was sharing the shit out of it. And what was your guys' first show? What was your first show? Was uh, our first show was was June it New 3rd. Jersey or something? 
Yeah, uh, Bayway's on days two. Yeah, and we shout out to Bayway. Release show for the Newport sessions. And uh, yeah, for a first show with like, I mean, I think when we played that show, we only had, I think, yeah, three songs out. But uh, I mean, people still like were like going the fuck off and like people were still like singing along and shit to like the ones we had released and everything. So like, yeah, it was definitely a good response. And like every show we've played since, like, you know, more people are singing along and like know the shit already. And uh, we just played with uh, Out of Pocket in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like July 8th, I think we did. We played at like some like church or something. It wasn't the <laughs> one, but it was some like little fucking place out in like the fucking hood in Philly. <laughs> Uh, even then, like, I mean, the record had only been out for like a week and like people were singing along like they knew the shit for years. So that was cool. Yeah, that is cool, man. Um, I don't know what I got for you guys. I don't Um, you, uh, <laughs> we talked about Watcher a little bit. So that was, well, was it after uh, your first band you had mentioned or was that like in between those? Was it, or is that only like a COVID thing? I remember when you guys uh, had- when uh, I think it was Gabriel from um, for Negative Aggression Tapes. Um, I don't think. I mean, no. we did a. I think we did a CD of it, but uh, I came in to watch her like the they did the plague sessions, you know, okay. plague COVID, whatever. Right, right. Nah, because that whole band came out of like lockdown kind of shit. Yeah. Nah, I want to say it was. 2022 20, yeah like they hit me up and uh the dude they had playing bass uh he kind of flaked out on them and they wanted me to fill in on bass for a couple of shows and i ended up doing that and all the dudes and me clicked and they were like yeah why don't you just like join full time so like i actually had nothing to do with like the whole plague sessions like, oh, okay, like distribution and, and all that shit okay yeah, um, I kind of came in after the fact, but um, okay, I think I played like five or six shows with them, and we actually have like probably like half or three fourths of a full length that are just like ready to fucking go. But uh, everyone's just kind of like doing their own thing. Like sure. the drummer is always fucking working, and he bought a fucking camp and he hunts and shit. <laughs> nice, and, yeah. Uh, hey. It's good music. I remember listening to it when that shit was around. It's it really good, so that'd be cool. Eventually, that made its way out into the world. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been like tossing around ideas uh, about taking a bunch of the songs we had and like maybe doing a fucking CD and then playing like one or two shows a year. But it's definitely something that'll never be like full time, just because like uh, I think everyone, but me and Ondo, who he also plays in Enemy Mind. Okay. Uh, we're the only two people without, like, two or three fucking kids. Okay. Like, everyone's always busy with, like, their family and shit like that. But, sure. yeah, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Not every band can be fucking hammering out playing a fuck ton of shows every year. Hey, yeah, man, you know, people can only only fit in so much. We got a lot of real-life shit going on, you know? So yeah, yeah. Fuck it. And, um, shit. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, when I was talking to you online, you had mentioned that, uh, 
you had came out here for a show for a D Block show. You came out here before. Yeah, uh, I want to say it was probably 2021. It probably was. It was uh, Shattered Realm, D Block, Sector. Uh, I think it's Hands of God was another the enemy of band. God. It was enemy, enemy of God. God. Yeah. Street there was a hand played. Yeah. He's on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I booked that show. Yeah, I did that. I just remember you saying you had a, you had a, a scratched cornea or something. <laughs> what happened yeah, during D-Block? You uh, got all fucked up. Yeah, I was dancing for D Block and I like did like some spin move or something. And this dude like reached around my fucking face and like he grabbed my face from behind. Oh, shit. And his fingernail just ended up like just clawing across my eyeball. And like when it first happened, I didn't really, you know, know like what the dude did to me. And it just felt like I had a real bad eyelash in my eye. Mm-hmm. and i went into the bathroom and i was like looking at it like you know like, it feels like there's something in there and i kept like flushing out with water and like no matter what i did like it was just fucking screaming and i ended up driving the whole way home from detroit like just covering my own eyeball because i couldn't even like open it it was just like throbbing and uh this girl ended up like convincing me she's like yo you gotta go like see an eye doctor because Anytime I open my eye, like uh, on the left side, it kind of looked like how your eyes look if you like open them, like when you're swimming underwater in a pool. Oh, it's burning. It yeah. It was just all blurry, like oh, it was like shit. underwater. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's and, scary, you know, dude. Don't fuck your vision. That's what I'm saying. Like, you like see that shit, like when you open your eye, you're going like, "Oh fuck, is is this forever?" <laughs> and you, know, like, you start like rethinking, like, should I have been dancing for that fucking band or in general? But I uh, ended up going to like some optometrist and like they fucking checked it out and they were like, yeah, they were like, you got like almost like a quarter inch cut across your fucking eyeball. And I had to get like, I don't know, some like weird shit they did with my eye and I had to pay like over a hundred dollars for these like prescription eye drops. Mm. And I had to wear a fucking eye patch for like two weeks (laughs) to where like, like let my eye heal yeah, and like I don't know, like most people ain't wore an eye patch, but like if you wear an eye patch out in public, like everyone fucking looks at you, like you know, like yo, like this dude's seen some shit, or this dude used to see some shit. <laughs> like I'd be in like a fucking like whatever like convenience store, and like everyone's eyeballing you, like yo, like the fucks up with this dude? He's got a fucking eye patch. On. <laughs> yeah, you automatically look crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, everyone's like side eyeing you. You can feel them staring and shit, but like. Luckily, after like two weeks, I took a show off. Like, you know, my eyes are fine now, but that was definitely a close call where I was just kind of like, holy shit. Yeah, fuck, man. Welcome to Detroit. People scratch your eyes out, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Apparently. <laughs> fuck. A lot of what, places I never had my eyeball clawed out. Oh, my God. What band was that during? Was that during like uh, during D Block? Was it was like, D-block. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they were like second yeah. or third. We were hanging out at Cam's house, and I was like, all right, got to put on for the Detroit boys. And yeah, I danced like three times, and then I got my eyeball clawed open. Oh, that's fucked up. How do you know Camden? Just for hardcore shit? Uh no, the girl I was dating at the time, she like knew a bunch of those dudes, and okay. uh, ended up just going up there. It was like the D Block dudes and uh, the Missing Link dudes. It was like when they still flew dudes out from like California and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we just like chilled, and they like made burgers and dogs at his crib. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. Then went to the show and got my eyeball clawed out. 
Yeah, that show was uh, on a Sunday night. It was a good show, but I was kind of sad. Like, uh, like a lot, of, it wasn't that busy. People were still kind of like weary about like the whole COVID thing. So I, yeah. I still, it was just like a couple months after it like got lifted around here, and people were like, eh, maybe not. Like still, but it's like, all right, well, let's get fucking Shattered Realm and Sector here to. Yeah, dude, it was a good lineup, but like I did expect more people to be there, and I was also very disappointed in Detroit because they did not show out for Sector. Like, no. I even had my eyes bleeding and shit, and like I went off for Sector, but like literally like four fucking people danced for Sector, and I was like, this is disrespect. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They maybe they didn't hit around here at that time because it was a uh, it was a raw life and sector had just put out a split like uh, maybe a yeah. few months before that so it was kind of like uh it was like a release tour thing that they did and i was like damn this show fucking sucks <laughs> i was like damn it like i still have fun dude like every band still like did good and everything oh yeah I, I enjoyed all the performances and you know everybody that was there you know whoever showed up fuck yeah but i was like ah like, more people for sure should have been. It was Sunday night, but it was eight bands on a Sunday night. That's a fucking bad yeah, idea, too. That's fun. a bad <laughs> That's my fault. But um yeah, that was a good show. That was uh I think it was missing links only like first or second show, too. Yeah, that was uh even like before fucking uh Nick from Pain of Truth joined them because they were still flying dudes out from California to like play. That's why they weren't active at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. I wasn't even sure how that whole thing happened. Like, I just wanted to book a show, and I was talking to Camden about, like, D-Block. He's like, well, I know these bands would play. I was like, all right. Then he got, like, like four fucking bands. I was like, okay, I guess. Like, this would be great. <laughs> yeah, because I never – that was the first show I ever booked. I just wanted to you know, do it for oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, first time ever. And, it, you know, it was cool. I mean, I had a great time. I just wish there was more people at that one. But, yeah, so. I had a good time. I feel like, dude, if it would have been like a Saturday, I feel like it would probably been like twice as cool. Like, yeah, everyone likes shows, dude, but no one likes staying out late on a fucking Sunday. No, no, that was a bad move. <laughs> but you know what are you gonna do? But um, hey, well, I'm mean, a good news. You are my third show I ever booked. <laughs> you know, Power of Fear coming through in September. So that's uh, yeah. I don't book shows off once a year. I try to do you know, like promote the podcast, like stupid shit, but it's still, you know, cool to have some bands come out and fucking have a little party, get together, you know? Yeah, man. We'll, we'll come through. Yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome in September. Uh, you guys, you guys rolling out with pain clinic. Those have to be your boys. You know, those guys, I'm sure. Yeah. You do. yeah, yeah. We, we all them for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah, doing, cause... uh, yeah, we're doing your show and then we're going to be playing, uh, Columbus the day after it. So hell yeah! I don't know whether chill in Detroit for the night or make our way down to Ohio or some hotel and get fucked up there or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, Columbus about three hours from Detroit. It's not a it's not a bad drive, but yeah, Ohio does fucking suck. Mo- like just like uh, it's like a weird state, you know, cops and shit. Like it, it feels a little worse than Michigan because you have all this weed everywhere in Michigan for cheap, and then Ohio yeah. like. You know, like weed's not legal there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ohio kind of sucks, but they got some good hardcore shit going on. Oh yeah, like yeah. For Clyde Records, shout out to them. They they put out a lot of good shit. I wouldn't be surprised if they booked the show from, from down there, Columbus. Yeah, they uh they booked no good deed. Uh, it was uh a couple dudes I know from down in Columbus and uh, Clyde Records put on the last show we played uh, down there. It was like us, Life of Crime, and uh couple other bands i can't remember them off the top of my head but it was like 
fuck, when was it? Maybe like September, October last year, somewhere around there. It was like, yeah, it was like a couple months before we ended up changing our name and shit, but we were still playing a couple songs off that new record. That's what's up, man. Yeah, they got a laundromat that they like throw shows at and like, it's just like a shithole where there's like dudes are all like cracked out, like sleeping next to like the fucking washing machines. And then like there's a bar inside of it. Like, I don't know anywhere in PA that you can fucking go do your laundry and like drink fucking whiskey while you're getting your laundry done. So yeah, like, yeah Ohio is different. Yeah, yeah. Ohio is a wild place. Columbus is is different. It's like because I have family who used to live down there, but I stayed at a hotel cause I don't want to stay at my wife's aunt's house. I was like, well, let's get a hotel. And, uh, yeah. and I was like, Oh, this was a, it was like a cheap, it was like a night's in. Like I didn't know Columbus was like fucking like sketchy like that. I had no idea till I went down there, got a hotel room. It's just uh, cars in the parking lot, fucking people drinking loud music. I was like, it's a, it's at a hotel. Like, what the fuck? I was like, this is wild yeah. as hell, man. Get me out of here. I stayed the night, but it still felt fucking weird. I was like, if I steal my car out here. But uh, I mean, I didn't even ask you, how did you get into hardcore? You're what, 31, you said? You must have been going to shows quite yeah. a while now. Um, is there any uh, any particular story or anything cool on how you got into the scene? I mean, it's not like a typical cool one or anything, but uh, I don't know. My dad was always in bands like before I was even born. Like he played in like bar cover band like type shit. And that's how I met my mom. But uh yeah, I don't know. I was probably like 12 or 13. My dad, like he used to be a bass player and he ended up buying a guitar when I was like 12. And I was just like, yo, like this shit's fucking cool. And, you know, I wasn't listening to anything cool at the time. Like, I mean, he had me with like, you know, like Judas Priest, shit like that. But uh like my personal like music taste was like fucking like Blink-182, like Sun 41 <laughs> type shit when I was like 12, 13 years old. Because uh, my older cousin like had these CDs. And he's like, yeah, check this shit out. And, you know, they're just fucking talking about farting and drinking and shit. And I was like, yo, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for my 13th birthday, like I like just kept noodling around on my dad's guitar that he bought. And he ended up buying me a guitar for my 13th birthday. Okay. And I would learn like all of this like, you know, goofy shit. Like I think the one that like did it for me, there's a. Uh, not a good song by any means, but Simple Plan had a song called Shut Up, where like they go into like some fancy like ballroom where these people are all in like suits and shit. And he's got his like, mm. you know, fucking wonky faux hawk and shit. And he's just like on top of all their like fucking tables, like going, shut up, shut up, like kind of shit. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like I want to tell people to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> and. So, like, that kind of got me, like, into playing guitar and shit. And then I met a couple kids in, like, probably, like, late middle school, like, during MySpace. And we found out about this venue that was, like, maybe, like, 25 minutes from my parents' house. And it was called Club Octane. And they would have all kind of, like, you know, across-the-board type shit. Like, there'd be metalcore, metal, fucking occasional hardcore shows or like death metal type shit and when i was like 13 14 they had shows like five days a week where it would be like you know five bucks to get in kind of thing so like Mm -hmm. you know like there might be a metalcore show this day fucking hardcore show this day but there was like something 
different like all the time coming through that place. And I kind of like dabbled in like weird like metalcore shit before hardcore, like Norma Jean, like even like Devil Wears Prada when I was like 13, 14, because you know, you don't know any better like what's good and what's not. Right. And there was always like this weird overlap that kind of like came into these shows where there'd be like all of us that were like 13, 14 and we're kind of just, you know, jumping around, like trying to fucking like mosh a little bit, but it's totally wrong. And then there'd be like the overlap of like the hardcore kids that would come to these shows and they were just like decking motherfuckers in the face. And I want to say it was like maybe like 2007 or so, but uh, Devil Wears Prada played at that place and it kind of had a little overlap where there was like kind of metalcore, hardcore, but like it was a crossover crowd. And, and at that point, anytime like people were dancing and shit, like it was like, okay, someone like you say you're sorry, or like, you know, you don't, you don't just go up to someone and punch him in the face. And while we were at that show, this dude like just straight up like cold cocked me, like made eye contact. It was just like, bam. And he blasted me right in my fucking shit and like split my lip open and shit and like it was whatever like went home you know finished the fucking show everything but then like i got home my mom was like oh my god like what happened to my baby and i was like yo this dude busted my shit and i was like and i fucking loved it (laughs) and like her and my aunt were like at the kitchen table and like they're giving each other like concerned looks and shit and they were like yo there's something wrong with this kid like like he just got blasted in the face and he's like excited about it. But that was kind of like the first like taste of like, oh shit, like something could happen to you like at one of these shows, even though that wasn't the type of show like you'd expect something like that to happen. But then I started like deep diving like into other shit. Like some of the first like core bands are probably like Terror, CDC. Like, I don't know if you ever fuck with CDC. Fuck yeah, dude. They were like huge in the mid 2000s. Like, yeah. Couldn't go anywhere without seeing like 20 CDC shirts, you know, with like the infamous, you know, what I'm talking about t shirt that like no one could wear today. But <laughs> yeah, like, shit like that. But, I used uh, to try to wear that shirt to school, man. They get so mad at me. They're like, what are you yeah, like? You can't wear that. Obviously, you anywhere. can't wear that. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, don't. Uh, but I remember seeing I like, them. I seen CDC the first time in like 04 or 05. They had fucking. And they'd played at like a little bar basement, like down the street from my house. And I was like, I think I was 17 at the time, but I remember seeing it and it was the same thing. I mean, I had seen, you know, like hardcore, like emotion and shit like that. Cause you can't find out about them without like, knowing more hardcore. Yeah. You know, you can't, it's like you don't just find CDC. You have to be in it a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember seeing them, them coming through a long time ago, man. Just, I wish I tried to get them for the power. When you guys are coming in September, but it didn't work out. I, mean, I was trying to get them to come play. Yeah, they don't play many shows anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up getting to bands like that and like fucking uh, these kids I was friends with at school. Like they started putting me on other bands. And then it went from being like, oh, like, you know, like don't bump into someone while you're at a show to like, yo, take that motherfucker's head off. Like <laughs> hospital kind of shit. And then it was like, oh, this is cool. And then like, from there, I was like fucking hooked, and pretty much all the crazy shit I did as a teenager just ensued after that. Fuck, man, yo, 
and it never looked back ever since. You just fucking just been neck deep <laughs> for the past how many years? Fifteen years? Yeah, like sixteen. Like it's, it's funny. Like when I started like playing guitar, like. I like was all like guitar nerd about shit and like I'd be doing like sweeping and soloing and shit like I took lessons and then it was like yo you don't need to hit anything above the 12th fret like you just gotta go like jun 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 and like I was like yo fuck anything that ain't like a fucking palm mute after that and like <laughs> now I can't like do any whittly diddly shit like I'm just like a rhythm ass beating master with this shit now but I like gave up all musical talent for this shit. <laughs> He's like, just stopped trying and played hardcore. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need to do any of this fucking nerd ass like whittly diddly shit. It's like I could just come up with a hard part, and that's all you need. Yeah, uh, well, you know, so so you were going to Pittsburgh shows like when you first started going. Then like, were you like? like AJ's shows and like Ty Dawson's shows and shit like that? Or was that like a separate time? Uh, that was a little before me. Cause uh, they all like a lot of AJ's shit. Like the fucking planet of the apes was like North of Pittsburgh. And I oh, grew okay. up like, like 40, 45 minutes South. So like, in like I was saying with like the MySpace shit, I was always like fucking like setting up deals, like trading cigarettes or fucking weed and shit to be like, yo, come pick me up at my parents' crib to like, you know, drive me 40 minutes to this fucking show kind of deal. But uh, I definitely did see, like, you know, AJ and them. Like, they'd always come down to where that Club Octane was. And I was talking about Poop Toss earlier. That was kind of, like, the gateway for me because Poop Toss opened this venue called The Subculture. And that was, like, super shithole space that he, like, rented out in this town called Glassport. And it basically became, like, a fucking, like, WWE match in that place where, like, it was like no holds barred. Anything goes in this fucking room, like while these bands are playing, and like you know, like people were getting beat up all the fucking time. Like people were throwing chairs and shit. Like I got my shit split open a couple of different times, but that was kind of like, I guess like the like stomping grounds or whatever. Because he opened that venue and it was literally like ten minutes from my parents' crib. So like, if I couldn't convince my dad or my mom to be like drive me down there, like. If someone was going to that show, I'd be like, yo, I'm 10 minutes from this shithole. Like, come pick me up. And, like, pretty much always got somebody to take me up on that offer. So, like, yeah, that shit probably went for, like, to, like, 2010 or 11. But there's a lot of, like, wild shows that happened there. Oh, here we are. We're back. We're talking about uh, fuck Pittsburgh hardcore and shit like that. I'm a dude. I remember when you started actually, like, uh, like going to like Pittsburgh a lot for all like like the big shows. Like, are you friends with like AJ and Ty or like whatever? Do you just know yeah. who they are? Okay, I don't know if it was like you guys are pretty close now or you're still, you know, yeah. people run in different circles in hardcore. Not everyone's fucking friends, you know. Yeah, like growing up in high school, we were kind of at odds because like everyone I was friends with, like, do we mosh like fucking dickheads and like we were running everyone's dicks into the fucking dirt, like <laughs> eating on everybody and shit, and then like. Yeah, I don't know, just grew up a little bit, kind of, like, realized, like, all right, you can, like, dance hard, but it doesn't have to be, like, a fucking, you know, felony assault on somebody, like, kind of shit, and, like, I don't know, we just all kind of, like, grew up a little bit and, like, chilled out a little bit. Sure, yeah, man, I can definitely relate, man, you're not looking to f f ruin everyone's night, maybe some people's. <laughs> yeah, just a few people. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man, um, are you going, uh... 
I'm sure you got to be going to that. I'm a, a fucking uh, Codes World show. You'll be there, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, I'm thinking about going out there too because uh, my 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 wife's aunt, how I said she lives in Ohio, not Columbus anymore, but a little more uh, southwest down by Wheeling, West Virginia, which is like an hour and like 20 minutes from um, uh, yeah. New, uh, New Kensington or whatever. So I figured yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd drive down there Friday. And I'd fucking drive to fuck preserving on Saturday, spend the day, and fucking drive back. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the whole you know, hardcore museum and all the all the records and, and merch and shit like that. I'm like, I'm really excited to finally go there. Yeah, dude, it's a fucking awesome place, and like, it's just like real cool that it's like in my fucking backyard. Like, it's like a 20 minute drive from my house to like get out there. So like, it ain't hard to get out there at all. But, uh, you know, like growing up where I was at, like where my parents were, like when I was in high school and shit, you know, like, I mean, we had that Club Octane place probably till like around 2010 or 12. And there's like a couple other places like Roboto and shit like that that did shows. But the shit that he like put together, like it started out in the fucking it's like right next door to the building it's in now, but it was in the fucking magistrate basement. Oh shit! It's a little ironic because it's like right next to the police station, kind of shit. But uh, yeah, it was like a fucking box in the first one he had, and like if you had twenty people in the room, it was still like Ugh, might get a little weird in here, <laughs> right? Shit. But uh, yeah, he bought the Salvation Army like right next door, where like it used to be like a big church chapel type shit, and uh. Yeah, it's even changed a lot since he got that. But uh, there's like the regular size room that holds like I think like 400 people or so. And then there's like a DIY room that like it don't have like the pro sound or anything. It's just like a PA and it's like in a little fucking box that like smaller shows happen in. And I think that one holds like 75 people, something like that. And then the room he just like opened up back in like may or june around there is like the actual church room with like you know giant stage lights and like all that shit and uh yeah me him and ty and uh this dude randy he plays in face wreck too we Shout all out like face wreck yeah we tore out all the fucking like pews and carpeting and shit and uh i helped him with that for like 10 hours of one day where we just fucking ripped up the floor and shit to like get it ready but uh yeah the newest room he opened for like the big shows like the codes world show is going to be in there like that one's like two floors where like it holds 900 people and there's like two floors so like it's kind of like whenever you like go to like a church for a wedding or some shit like there's like a whole like balcony section like up at the top and shit where like you can literally just sit in a church pew and watch like bands play that's gonna and, be cool, man. It's gonna be a long day, so I'm sure people will oh, be yeah. sitting up there. <laughs> yeah, they got like food and uh they just got a liquor license too. So like, you know, all the fucking whiskey will be flowing and all his little vegan hamburgers and shit. And maybe yingling on draft? Will it be that? <laughs> I don't know. They got they got some kind of beer, but it's Pittsburgh, so like I'm I'm willing to bet there'll be yingling. I mean, That's I don't even fucking beer. Beer, really. Okay. I'm all about whiskey. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, up here, uh, 
Yingling is kind of like a novelty because you can't buy it in Michigan. I don't yeah. know why. Some sort of weird fucking liquor law bullshit. But uh, it's like a family in Ohio. So every time we go down there, you got like two, three cases and bring it back. But uh, yeah, everyone likes to do. I don't know. I just ain't a beer dude. Like if I drink a Yingling, I got to like either like drink it competitively or just fucking chug it. <laughs> right, you got to just stab a hole in it and shotgun yeah, it. Yeah, catch me chilling just drinking a Yingling. Uh, dude, yeah, a couple it, of my boys will die by that shit, though. It's so good. I like it's so fucking good. Like, I just found out about it maybe like four or five years. I had no idea. I don't know why I didn't know about it, but uh, somebody, somebody brought it to my house or fucking something. I don't know, but I was like, damn, this is really good fucking beer. But then, like, not being able to like have access to it, it's like, yeah, just want it more and more. Yeah. It's like that thing, you know. It's like down here. I don't know if you know. Like, we all say yins. Yins, like, yes, yeah, yeah. Like our, <laughs> The dumbass version of Pittsburgh are saying you guys, but y'all, yeah, yeah, we don't say that around here, yins. but uh, like a lot of people will call it Yinsling, <laughs> Yinsling, yeah, okay, well, that's good to know because uh, they do say Yins down in my uh, in my wife's aunt's house, like I said, it's right on the Ohio River, it's right across a wheeling, yeah, yeah. so it's a little tricky over there. like the same area, you know, pretty much the same accent and shit, and um. Let me ask you this. Uh, when I listened to uh, is either when Ty or AJ did uh, Joe Hardcore's podcast recently, they were talking about. I heard Joe say he was excited to come down there. He's talking about like some sort of like, food truck area or something. I heard him talking about food. You know anything about food trucks in that area? He said it's over I by. Do, the- yeah, yeah. Looking, uh, Fill me in. Fill me in. Let me know. <laughs> basically, uh, AJ's spot is right on the corner of the main drag in New Kensington, which is called uh fifth avenue i think he's like on the corner of fourth but uh i think it was like the last two or three years they're kind of going through like i wouldn't even call it like gentrification but, but like new ken notoriously like 10 years ago like there would have been no fucking shows there or nothing but there's a bunch of like breweries and like small specialty shops have been popping up there the last couple of years and like through like i guess like the borough or whatever they have this event shit that goes all throughout the summer and it's called Fridays on fifth. And basically they shut the entire fucking block down throughout the town and all the businesses run specials and shit. Like AJ's always got some like deals or whatever going on, but like on the whole block that's shut down, there's probably like 20 to 40 fucking different food trucks from like all different areas that they all post up and, Everyone just like slings their fucking shit there. Okay, damn, sounds cool. But uh, like I won't be going till Saturday, so I'll miss that. Even if it was at the end of September, I doubt it because like September, I think it's uh, September thirtieth is uh the codes. Yeah, they might then. still be doing it. I don't know. Okay. It might be worth a Google. Yeah, but <laughs> Mine you can take be out on Friday. And- hey, dude, do it because there's a lot of fire ass food they'd be slinging down there. Yeah. Um. Any kind of good uh. Any good like fucking local places that that you always go to when you're there? Like, do you live nearby that then? So you're like, yeah, it's, it's like about 20, twenty minutes. Okay, so yeah, any good uh for local spots that uh, what do they have there in Pittsburgh? What's like a famous food or something that's only, you know, and that I know you guys got Scrapple. Is that a good <laughs> Scrapple? I, fuck, I feel like I've heard of Scrapple, but I don't even know what the fuck it is. I don't know. It's some fucking thin sliced looking like loaf type shit i i've only seen it in pennsylvania i went to reading pennsylvania and i seen it on a no, menu no. on the way there it's like uh i don't know it looks like 
it looks like a shitty corned beef, in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, like I, I've, I've definitely heard of it, but <laughs> I, I might have even had it once. But it's so like okay. unmemorable. I wouldn't even bother with uh, it. Uh, I thought it was like a famous thing, like a it's like a Dutch, like a, like a Pennsylvanian Dutch fucking thing. I don't know. Maybe that's more like Central PA or something. But I feel like most of the places here like kind of rep their Pittsburgh shit for like food and like they like put it on their fucking chest or whatever business it is. So I feel like I feel like I'd probably know about it more if it was like prevalent here. But okay, well, I, guess uh, it's not. I feel like any of the fucking like mid tier motherfuckers would say like, oh, you got to eat a Permanis when you come here. Like, I don't know if you've ever had them. It's a Permani bros. It's like a sandwich. Yeah, like a sandwich bar place. But yeah. like, I don't even know why anyone hypes it up, dude. Like their sandwiches are like, they're okay at best. And literally like their claim to fame is they just throw fucking French fries on your sandwich. Like okay. if you want French fries on your sandwich so fucking bad, you could literally just do that at any fucking restaurant <laughs> take the French fries and put them on that shit. I know. So like, I don't know. It's, it's decent. Like if you never had it, whatever, go ahead and try it. But mm-hmm. there's so many times like people are hitting me up and they're like, dude, I'm coming to Pittsburgh for the first time. Like you got to take me to Permanis. I'm like, no, the fuck I don't like it. It ain't that good. Like it's okay. <laughs> and everyone gets excited but, about what, like Wawa? Is that the thing? The Wawa or like? Uh, we don't got sheets? Wawa in Pittsburgh. We got sheets here. Sheets, yeah, okay. Is yeah. it similar? I don't know the difference. I know people talk They're about real those. similar. Like a lot of people, like there's like this lame ass, like oh, what's better, sheets or Wawa? And like, I mean, sheets' food is like decent. It used to be cooler. Like I don't know if it was just because I was younger and it was cheaper, but like, I mean. It, I don't want to get into the fucking debate, dude, but like straight up, like, you know, like I'll be like, this is hardcore. And I'll be like, shot the fuck out. Like leaving this is hardcore, like hung over as a motherfucker. And like, Wawa still fucking sucks. Like I'll be starving. I'll be like, all right, let me give Wawa a chance. And like motherfuckers don't even serve French fries. Like the only like, like claim to fame they even got in my eyes is like, they got a lot of weird ass drinks you can get by the bottle there. Like they'll have like, strawberry peach lemonade or some shit like that where you're like all right cool like i'll grab a half gallon of this on the way home but like i mean to be hung over and like practically like a few drinks away from a hospital bed and like still feeling like i got robbed eating wawa like <laughs> it just ain't doing it for me man like i don't know their food's just eh. yeah yeah i'm not saying sheets is like awesome or anything but like i'm never like upset i fucking had it whereas like i feel like i leave wawa depressed every fucking time i eat it i'm like man i fucking spent like 14 dollars on this and it, <laughs> it fucking sucked fuck that shit uh um uh, the only thing i ever got from his sheets is uh like alcohol because it's cheap like for some reason like their liquor is like cheap like like ten dollars yeah. this shit and i was like all right we'll get a couple of these fits on wherever i was going i don't know. i think i was going to my wife's aunts once again that's the only reason i go to ohio or like down that way it's yeah just to go there because he lives up she lives up on like a mountain like by like the river and it's, it's just really cool area she has like fucking 30 40 acres it's just her house and just fucking woods which i'm in the straight up suburbs you know here so yeah. it's nice to get away like it's just like a different place like it feels like southern and f- fucking like quiet and relaxing and you know yeah like yeah, i wouldn't even say sheets is like some top tier food but like if there's two gas stations like by some chance if god allowed it and there was a wall one next to a sheets like 
I'd go to his sheets every fucking time over a Wawa. Yeah. You heard it here it's first. It's at least like half decent. Like I'd rather eat it at any regular restaurant over either of those shitholes. But like, <laughs> you know, yeah. in a pinch, like on the way to a show, I'm like, all right, I'll grab a couple of chicken wraps or some shit or some cheese sticks or whatever. But yeah. I wouldn't even like. I don't feel like it's even should be debated. Like, dude, it's fucking gas station food. <laughs> You're right. At the end of the day, it is gas station food. <laughs> yeah, it's like which one's like less mediocre than the other. <laughs> Are you going to this is hardcore this year? Probably not. Like I thought about it, but just like financially right now, with everything I got going on, like I could probably just be a piece of shit and go, but I'd probably be like smacking myself a week after. Because it ain't just like going to a regular show, you know, like I mean, like I got tickets to coldest life in October and like you know, it's like, all right, you know, whatever the ticket price, maybe we'll split a hotel room between like four people or whatever. But like the whole weekend, this is hardcore. It's like 150, 160 bucks. And then like got a pitch on an Airbnb food the whole weekend. I don't know if you ever parked in Philadelphia, but it's a goddamn robbery. Yeah. Like last year I went to this is hardcore. I think I spent like 100 or 125 dollars just on parking my fucking car. Where it was like twenty five or forty bucks a fucking day, like in a certain lot, and then like I think it went straight up to fifty if you were there for more than like eight hours or some shit. Jesus Christ! But yeah, like, that is a robbery. Yeah, that's any major city. It's not that yeah. bad in uh, Detroit. It's not that bad. Yeah, right no. But like between that and like you know you gotta get food and then like you ain't going to this is hardcore sober unless you're fucking straight edge. Like right, only losers. Yeah, fucking party <laughs> spots for the weekend, dude. Like. It adds up like pretty quick. So like, I know I think I'm just gonna sit this one out this year. Sure. Have you been to a bunch of them? Uh, I went twice so far. Oh, okay. I, I went in uh, 2019, I think, and then like they had like the whole like COVID whatever and didn't do it for a minute. And then I went last year, and uh, I was chilling with my friends from Boston, and yeah, I was with Austin. Okay all that and hung out with them all weekend but yeah i just ain't financially like equipped for it right now like like my girlfriend's a therapist and she's like starting her own business and everything so we're like putting money into that try and get her on her feet and shit yeah you know yeah yeah you know sometimes uh other shit comes first that's cool though i will do i can't i can't tell you how many years i said i'm going to this hardcore i'm going i'm going i'm going then it comes around to i'm like ah I can't afford it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could be. I'd probably be eating ramen for a few weeks after it. Yeah, and with all the shit coming here to fucking Detroit, like this year, like I figured I wasn't really missing out with. But we had tied down fest with fucking thirty five yeah. of like new and upcoming bands, and then we got the disses or sorry, uh, for coldest life in October, dude. Like, yeah, you know, we're not really. Yeah, you ain't heard really, the bands. Yeah, exactly. It's not like. You know, you know, every band I've seen Pain of Truth fucking probably 11 times in the past two years. So, yeah. you know, but it's always good to see them. Yeah. You know, I if, went to if Philly. If I had a couple hundred bucks just laying around, I'd be like, fuck it and go. But fuck I don't man. know if it's just like growing up, but I'm like, I should probably just chill this year. Yeah. When, uh, since you guys are coming to Detroit in September and then in October, like, uh, they're like, do you got any, um, 
Like, I don't know if you're anything like me, but like, if I go somewhere, I'm looking up the food. I want to see what's fucking there. Is there anything uh, you got your eye on or anything you're trying to eat when you come out? No, dude, I ain't really much of like a foodie nerd at all. Like, oh, I am. Uh, as a person, <laughs> I'm a terrible fucking planner. Like, it's kind of crazy. I'm like <laughs> ringleader of my fucking band, like, you know, setting up shows. Like, I order all the fucking merch, all that shit, do, do the podcast shit and all that. But like, I don't know. I feel like I do all that planning to where like I just don't want to fucking plan anything else. Like my girl, she's a fucking planner and a half. Like anytime we're going somewhere, she's pulling up 20 places being like, you want to go here? You want to go there? Like I'm the type of dude like I go somewhere and we're standing on the corner of the fucking venue and I go, yo, I'm fucking feeling homicidally hungry and I like Google whatever's like two minutes away from me. I'm like, yo, we're eating here. <laughs> there you go. That's the way Unless to do it. Like hype something up, and they're like, "You gotta try this or something." But, uh, like back when like No Good Deed first started, like Poop Toss, like he's a fucking food nerd. Like his like rule anytime like throughout the years that like he played with us was always like, "We do not eat at a fucking corporate establishment." Like when we go to eat, and his wife is like a fucking Yelp nerd. Where like <laughs> he's like on that shit like hammering places and like mm -hmm. looking for good places so like anytime we like even like before we left for a trip he'd be like yeah we're eating at this little cafe or like this fucking pizza place or whatever i just don't fucking care dude like uh if something cool whatever like if someone's got something to toss out and it's convenient i'll go for it but yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> I kind of got that same rule myself. I said, if I'm traveling anywhere, I don't want to eat anything that I could eat back at home. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> I can call that like I ain't trying to eat McDonald's or nothing like fucking that. Chili's or fucking something stupid. Like I don't yeah. even go to Chili's here. Like I don't go to Chili's anywhere. I, I, I boycotted that place fucking ten years ago. I'm done with the Applebee's and all that bullshit. Yeah. Even around here, like. I mean, occasionally like, we had like Taco Bell last night, but I mean, you can't go wrong with Taco Bell. Never. Always a go-to when I'm like, I'm struggling to look for like, what the fuck? All right, Taco Bell. Let's end this problem now. Yeah. Just eat. You know? <laughs> but I will say I am a sucker for like a good ass pizza joint. Like I don't eat it like Domino's or Pizza Hut or nothing like that. I always look for like some weird hole in the wall shit. Cause like, it's kind of hard to fuck up pizza, but like, Every now and again, you get fucking lucky and you, you find some baller-ass pizza. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to um, – I'm working on this. I don't know what's going to happen. For the show, when you guys come here, um, just to get people in the door early, um, uh, me and this other – this other guy from this band, uh, Poison Tongues, we are going to try to order a bunch of pizzas and bring them to the show and say, you know, we'll f give free pizza until it fucking runs out. You guys will show up before the first fucking band, you know, just to get people in the door early. You know how it is. A lot of people like to fucking straggle in late or, you know, halfway through the yeah. show. If we could uh, somehow entice them to show up a little bit early for some free yeah, pizza and shit like that. Why not? I mean, you tell me when there's going to be free food, bro. We're going to fucking be there and like, yeah. we're going to fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for, it's for sure. As long as, uh, as long as Maxwell's okay with it. Like, there's not really like food there. So I don't know if it'd be an issue. Like, I don't think it would, you know, just to get some people in the door early. That means more people buying beer early, more people hanging out, you know, for more support could, for the like, bands. Things where it's like uh, a lot of bands are not bands, like promoters will do be like, you know, it, like, I don't even remember what 
what you put is it like 10 or 15 bucks for the show yeah, i think it's 13 yeah so like that you know like some people would be like oh like if you're here before the first band starts playing it's like eight bucks yeah exactly Something that's like that. that is a cool yeah, <laughs> yeah i know that one played you're, you're playing 13 you know mm-hmm. yeah that one uh fucking philly unity barbecue i remember it was like it was like two dollars before the first band and then like 15 after <laughs> like that's yeah, a yeah. Yeah, you're gonna save that money and show up. Yeah, I mean everyone's guilty of it. I mean I've shown up late to shows, but like, I don't know, man. In this economy, you throw some shit out like that, like people are gonna take it. You save the five and buy a beer, you know, or so you know whatever. Yeah. You save a few bucks here and there, and free pizza. Like you get fucking, you know, I say a snack, or some people like, it'd be dinner for them for free. It'd be a snack for me, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I mean, I hope that pans out. That'd be really cool. This place, I already got it set up to what the pizza I'm going to get to. It's this place over by me. It's uh, BC's Pizza. It's just, it's a big, uh, it's pan pizza. It's a, a deep dish, like squares. They do these fo- giant party pizzas, like fucking 24 giant square slices. And I'll get like yeah. four, four or five of those, you know, hopefully get, you know, yeah. 75 to 100 people in, you know, right off the bat would be fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, I fuck with some deep dish. Yeah, oh yeah, it's good, man. And you know, I do. I get a, I'm a Cajun crust on it, a little garlic butter on top, extra cheese. I never had. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous, especially out here. Yeah, there's other pizza places. Like, do you like sauerkraut or no? You fuck with sauerkraut? Uh, I gotta be like (laughs) starving, dude. Like, Ah. I think. Like, if it's on like like a fucking like sausage or kibasi type thing, like I could like, but like. I ain't one of those weird motherfuckers you'll see just like eating it out of a fucking bowl. <laughs> no, uh, what I was getting to is there's uh, there's this place. I tell everybody about it, like anybody who comes, like if you like, it's a sauerkraut pizza. Um, it's it's like regular pizza, it's pizza sauce, very light pizza sauce, but they so they saute the sauerkraut in bacon and onions, and then they put it on top of the pizza with like more like mozzarella cheese and bake it to where it's like got like a good crispy crust and the top of the sauerkraut's like a little crispy too. And, and oh, dude, it sounds crazy, but it's really, really good. Oh, you got me intrigued. Like I I don't know if I would go out of my way and order a pizza of that, but like if you showed up and you're like, yo, take a piece of this, I'd eat a fucking piece of that. It's so good. Like people are blown away because you got bacon and sauerkraut. I even think they add pepperoni onto it too. But you gotta get it well done so the crust is like nice and like when you bite it, it crunches. Because if you yeah. don't, it's kind of soggy because the sauerkraut. That's how I get it anyway. And um I just tell everybody about it. They're like, what the fuck? Sauerkraut on pizza? That's like the craziest thing I ever heard. I'm like well, it is until you try it. <laughs> I, like, uh, they got weird shit like that here. Like, like you ever eat pierogies? Oh, yeah. I fuck with pierogies. Yeah, we got pierogi pizza here. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's not talking like, about. Uh, yeah. My oh. go-to is like a, a barbecue chicken pizza from this place called uh, Shelly Pie right by my crib. Ooh. Like, fried chicken with it. And like, dude, the cheese is like mad thick on it. And like, <sighs> you get like. I think it's like a 16 cut pizza for 19 bucks. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, me and my girl get that and like we'll eat it for like three fucking days off $19. And you can't be <laughs> Hey man, you know the secret is though, and when you have to when you have leftover pizza, you gotta put it in the air fryer. You ever done that? I have before, but I'm usually just the heat and I just throw in the fucking microwave, dude. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to waste eight minutes. What can be fucking 30 yeah. seconds? 
I could already be in my stomach at that point. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm that guy. I gotta, I'm gonna do the leftovers right. A little extra garlic butter, some Parmesan cheese, maybe some uh, hot pepper flakes. I don't know, you know. I don't know if you ever had this. You ever have a pizza that like it's real good, like when you get it like at the fucking place or whatever. But then the second day, it's even fucking better than it was the first day. Yeah, that's like eight out of ten places, in my opinion. It's always better when you take yeah, it home. It's like the shit coagulates in there and like soaks <laughs> in or something. But like same thing with that barbecue pizza, mm. like it's fire when you eat it the first day. And you're like, yo, this is insane. But I don't know if it's like the juice is soaking into the bread or whatever. But like the second day, you're like, yo. Like, there's that fucking shit. Ah, oh, man. Get me all excited about fucking pizza. No, man. Uh, for sure for that show, regardless if we could uh, if we give pizza out to the people, regardless, I'm still bringing pizza. You got to try this pizza. I'll try to grab all a sauerkraut right. while I'm talking about the deep dish for sure. <laughs> what else do we got? We got to talk about any uh, – you guys have any, any more cool shows booked right now besides what, some shit at the end of the summer and you know, whatever else? Yeah, we got a few lined up. Uh, you can't say I understand, but, you know. Uh, all of them have been announced, I think, except for one, but uh, it's one in Columbus, and he can suck it. I'll talk about it anyway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, August 3rd, I think. Let me look at the fucking calendar. Yeah, August 3rd, we're playing it, preserving with uh, Momentum. They're another day's band. And uh, it's like Chamber, Orthodox, and uh, some other band called Cell. That should be cool. Another, like, hometown joint. That'll be, like, our first show since the release show uh, that we did with, like, Gridiron and uh, Never Any Game. Oh, yeah, dude. That show looked f- fucking stacked, Bill, dude. I almost wanted to come to a preserve me just for that one, but I just couldn't swing it. Yeah, it was a good-ass show, and that was, like, the first hardcore show that they did in the, the big room. You know, I was like a little nervous about it because I like, did like when you see it for Codes World, fucking it's a big fucking room. And like if you're anything shy of like 250 people, like it'll be like sparse and uh just like look bleak, you know what I mean? Where it'll oh, just be yeah, like look, everywhere. Empty. Yeah. But uh they closed off the top floor for that show, so it was like cool, everyone was down on the bottom, like there was still like a big open area for like people to dance and shit. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I was pleasantly surprised because originally it was going to be in the downstairs room and uh, it probably would have came close to selling out down there to where it would have been like packed in shoulder to shoulder. But I think like, don't quote me on it, but I think there was a little over 300 some people showed up for the, the release show. And even with, like, that big, like, area for people to dance, like, it was still cool. Like, it didn't feel weird or nothing. But, uh, yeah, we got that Momentum show with uh, the other bands I mentioned. And the week after, uh, I don't know how far Cleveland is for you. About two hours. Two hours. We're going to be playing, uh, I think it's, I got to keep looking at the calendar. No class. uh, yeah, no class. August twelfth, we'll be playing with uh, Live It Down. They're on Triple B Records. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Uh, our buddies and uh, they're like a newer band from Cleveland called You Die First. Yeah, yeah, I know who that band is, dude. They're really good. Yeah, it's like one of the, like the few newer bands like came out that like I'm actually like yeah, their shit sound cool. Heavy yeah, as fuck. I know about you. A lot of like 
aside from like big names and stuff, a lot of like bands that come out like now, I just kind of like cringe at them and shit. And I'm just like, uh, like, <laughs> don't even ask me how it is. I don't want to have to lie to you, but like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I found out about them and uh, they hit us up about the show. And I was actually like pleasantly surprised where I was like, yo, I don't got to like a lot of these dudes. Like, I actually like think this shit's cool. But uh, they're also they on us- uh, Clyde Records, You Die First. Yeah, and uh, but they asked us to come play out there, so it's uh, us, them, live it down, and then there's like uh, like a grudge band, a couple other, I'm not even gonna butcher them, but uh, there's a couple other Cleveland bands playing, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, that'd be and a good then, one. Fucking, then we got your show on the 9th with uh, Annie Up. Uh, Poison Tongues, Pain Clinic. Am I forgetting one? Um, yeah, I don't even remember who the fuck's on this show. <laughs> no disrespect. But, I, don't, uh, I don't remember who's playing. Yeah, and then it ain't even like finalized yet, but it's going to be like us, Pain Clinic, and I'm not sure what the other bands are. They're kind of up in the air, but if my boy Pat pulls it out of his hat, it'll be a really cool show. And Columbus the day after. Nice. You guys got Friday. something Friday? You guys doing something Friday on the way to Detroit? Or or not using nah, driver? Yeah, we're just gonna drive out and then uh like I said, I don't know if we'll stay the night in Detroit or you know, get a hotel there or something, and then we're gonna play out in Columbus on Sunday on the way back. Nice, man. That's a cool little fucking weekend run. Yeah, and then yeah, the only other show we got is like all the way in January, and they ain't announced it yet, but that should be cool. It'll be in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, You guys, uh, I know you just dropped your shit, but you probably always got something, you know, up your sleeve. You guys already working on new shit, even though the other thing just dropped, or just trying to you know, run off the momentum of what you got right now? Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> we've just been like, <laughs> Because we've been like hammering away at it for like two, two and a half years or so, like wholeheartedly like fucking with the record. And like, I mean, we had everything done back in like November of last year. And then it was like, all right, we got the songs recorded. Then like, you know, got them with days and like set up like a whole like. Yeah, like I've always just like recorded my fucking shit and then like we're like, yo, what's up? CD's coming out in a week. Like, boom, here it is. And it was a lot different with this because he was like, you know, we're gonna do like a whole like rollout for it with like, you know, there's fucking like music sites writing about it and shit and like dropping the singles and like a certain time frame and everything and he had like all these people that like they fucking scour the internet to like see when shit's releasing. Cause you know how it is. Like, it's like the flavor of the fucking day on Facebook and shit where it's like, what's the big thing today or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's a like here and gone. Like what's next. Yeah. yeah. Like you got like your 24 hour window of like people giving a shit about whatever you just dropped. And like, you don't want to drop a song and then some other like big bands like, yo, what's up? We just dropped a CD like on your fucking day, you know, like stealing your thunder. So like they had that all like squared away to make sure like nothing like that went on. And uh, so, yeah, like everything was locked in like the end of like January kind of because I had to go back to the studio because like 
you know, like in the intro, I yelled like no good deed. So like how to like switch that out and like, you know, touch a couple of things up, drop like the power of fear name and new songs and shit. And, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, we had it like ready to fucking fire out of the chamber since like all the way done since like January. And then we started doing the whole rollout in the beginning of May. So, I mean, yeah, we're obviously going to like start writing soon, you know, but you know, we got a whole fucking CD. Like there's not any like immediate rush to like, you know, we got to like do the clap back on this one already, you know, like, I figure at the very least we'll chill for like six months to a year on it or so, you know, I don't know. We don't have any plans on like EP or a full length or a, a split with another band if they asked or anything. Yeah. A couple of bands already asked to do a split and like we dropped our CD like a week ago, like chill the fuck out. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. hey man, you guys got the fucking it's like some, it's cool to see a band just, you know, just, it's like full speed ahead right away. You know, you guys got some uh, f- some traction behind you. I mean, you could look at a Spotify, you know, monthly listeners and shit like that. But there's more out there than that. But uh, yeah, it's like wow, it's fucking cool. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know uh, how much uh, with a with a no good deed. Like, I mean, we um, had a decent following with it, but dude, like, days definitely helped shoot it out into like you know thousands of people that would have never heard about it otherwise. So, like, I can't thank him enough for, like, you know, taking us in and fucking believing in us and shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys, I mean, um, with the other members in the band, I know you rattled off, you rattled off a couple other bands that they were all a part of, but is there any other, any other bands that, like, people would know, the people that are in your band now have played at other bands? Um, uh, our drummer, Harrison, he had a little short stint in Face Rack, and then he just yeah. dropped that um our dr- or no our guitar player and bass player they were in uh this other band from pittsburgh called cemented in fear but they both recently just quit that so i mean i guess it counts they were in it like they just dropped the new cd uh, with cemented in fear that just came out uh when the fuck was it like two days ago or something nice uh yeah that shit's cool my buddy connor sings in that band and uh aside from that i mean i played in watcher and uh the entire band power fear we're all in another band called mob swarm but uh that's just kind of like a side project we do and it's kind of like the, it's the same exact people from Power of Fear, but we're all just kind of like musical instruments like shifted around where to break it down, the drummer of Power of Fear sings for Mob Swarm, the guitar player of Power of Fear drums in Mob Swarm, and then me, the singer of Power of Fear, I play guitar in Mob Swarm. It's like we all just kind of shift a little bit and the bass player stays where the fuck he belongs but uh yeah it's more i'd say like a faster metallic hardcore but uh we don't do all that much with it it's more just like a side thing we do like we play shows here and there and uh we have one ep we dropped like i think like two years ago but who knows maybe we'll do some more shit with it soon because like i said we've been focusing on this record for so fucking long like Mob Swarm has just been on the back burner, just kind of chilling. But 
yeah now that we're like not like i mean we're still playing shows and everything but it's not like oh my god we got to do this this and this like for the fucking record like uh, we got time to chill and do whatever the fuck we want instead of worrying about like what's right in front of us now. Sure. Yeah, that's cool, man. You guys are just kind of relax now that's finally out and let it you know, let it do its thing and and pick up whenever you feel yeah. the time is right. A big fucking sigh of relief. Like, all right, it's fucking here finally. Because there was so much going into it. So it's like it's been like the focus of my life for like two fucking years. So I'm like happy to just like chill and let it marinate for at least a little bit before we fucking start hammering back on it. Yeah. man. do you have any, uh, any particular favorite, the favorite song off your guys's, uh, album that you, you know, for me personally, I'd probably say tears of shame is probably my favorite song. Uh, I don't know if you listen to that one or not, but it's got Shane from fire in the blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and him been friends for like over 10 fucking years too. And same thing when we wrote that song, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to Fire in the Blood, but they're cool. Like, it's kind of like uh, crossover metalcore, hardcore, but I've always liked Shane's vocals. And uh, when I was writing that song and I had like the lyrics and the layout for it, like, I was just like, thinking, I was like, yo, like his voice would like fit this shit perfect and hit him up. And he did that song with me. And uh, that's probably my favorite one. And then for like a deep cut, I'd probably say the song Shit Could Be Worse is up there just because it's so much different than all the other songs on the CD. Like, I wouldn't even call it like singing. Like, you heard that song. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. It's almost like weird crowbar yelling for like the chorus of that song to where like I didn't even have that song like written like that whenever. Like, we almost didn't record that song at all. Like, we kind of had it just on the back burner. And like a week before studio, I was like, yo, like I wrote some extra lyrics to this. I'm kind of happy with how it came together. And I was like, I, I do want to record this song. And everyone was like, oh, we never knew we weren't going <laughs> to. And I was like, yeah, well, I changed my mind twice and I'm, I'm on board with it again. <laughs> Nobody and, knew, though. <laughs> yeah, but I had no idea, like aside from like, you know, like, I want these lyrics and kind of shit to go with it. Like, I didn't really have an idea, like, the weird, like, yell singing shit I did. Like, that was literally, like, I did all the lyrics up to that part and then, like, kind of yelled it just, like, kind of, like, regular once or twice. And I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, let me try something weird here real quick. And then, like, ended up doing that weird, like, yell singing shit. And, like, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again, duh. I'm really f I'm gonna try to find exactly what you're talking about because I've listened to the whole thing f multiple times, but I just can't I just can't put my finger on what uh you're trying to fuck describe. So I'll have to go back it's and listen. Like deep yelling shit where it's like life sucks and it hurts, but I guess that shit could be worse. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some shit, but you got a yeah, good like voice, I, man. Yeah, I got a decent bit of range to it, but I was really like nervous about it when i did that song because like i've never done anything like that on any of our songs before so like i still had another session to go back and finish the rest of the songs and i was like just let me try this and like you know let me stew on it for a little bit and uh i was really unsure like if it fit or like if it just fucking straight up sucked <laughs> and you know i started like sending it to a couple of my homies and was like you think of this like is this this too much you know is this shit fucking lame 
but everyone was like, dude, this is fucking cool. Like it's out of the box. Like, you know, you know, run with that shit. So I ended up keeping it and I'm not glad I did because kind of stepped out of my comfort zone and I feel like it paid off. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, do you ever find it like hard to listen back like to shit without like, like shaking your head or are you like, you're pretty confident in what you do. Like, like if I ever have to listen to back my podcast, I'm just like, just fucking put a bullet in my head. Like I hate listening, like listening back to it. Cause it's, yeah. it's different than music, I suppose. Well, obviously it is, but like, it just seems like when I listen back, I'm like, ah, I hope somebody likes it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely know what you're saying because like I've done podcasts before and like I've listened back to it. And I'm like, oh Jesus fucking Christ, man! <laughs> like, like I hate this shit. But yeah. definitely with like the first like three No Good Deeds CDs, like I mean they were what they were. Like we were kind of figuring our shit out, but like objectively, like I personally don't like them anymore just because like I like cringe hearing it and like. You know, like what we do now compared to that. Like, I get like you got to start somewhere and move up, but like, I'm like, fuck, man. I wish like at least one or two people would be like, yo, you guys fucking suck. You need to like do something better instead of everyone just going, nice set, man. That was sick. You know, like I feel like some constructive criticism would have went a long way. Like earlier <laughs> on, got to this point sooner. But with uh, I don't know how much you listen to no Good Deed, but whenever uh, we had our third ep it was called at the seams have you ever seen it where it's got like a dude like ripping his like head open and shit on it i'm not familiar with the album art no but uh look it up right now that was kind of like the turning point for us where like like i said everything was just kind of like dur dur kind of like breakdown shit and (laughs) caveman yeah and up until then like we we didn't know much about studios or anything like that or like what you had to do to get like a good sounding like recording. But I don't know, like the first three CDs we did. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, every time we recorded that stuff, like I'd be listening to it and be like, all right, cool. But like in the back of your head, like you're showing people it in like a car or a show or something. You're like, oh man, I hope people like this kind of thing. <laughs> but like, once we did like the at the seam CD and then like we did another little three song like demo and then with like this new CD that we just put out now, like there's a whole lot more like confidence behind it because like I didn't go in being like, Oh fuck. I hope people like this. Like with those like recordings, like it was like, you know, you were showing people and you're like, yo, this is that fucking shit. Yo, like, you know, like having some confidence behind it. Cause it's not like, you're not hoping it's good. Like, you know, it's good. Like I get, you can't like fucking tickle everybody's fancy and be like, you know, you ain't going to be make everyone happy. You can't please everybody. But like for like the majority of people, it's like, yeah, like if you're into this shit, like you're going to fuck with this. And like, I feel like that goes a long way as opposed to just being like, Oh man, I, I really hope people like this shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good mindset to have, you know, like you, understand the work put into it and uh you know obviously your own opinion matters more than anybody else's in the shit you do but yeah. you'll always be your biggest critic and for you to have the confidence to say like yo this shit fucking bangs then you know like, yeah. you know it's good you know it's good there's no second guessing which is fucking cool man it's a uh, it's it's good to see people who found a sound and they f- put it out there knowing <laughs> that people will fuck with it so 
congrats on that. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, there's a big difference between just like putting out a product and then like standing behind your product, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 man. That's that's a good way to put it. Um, shit. I'm looking forward to see you guys live here, man, because I know a lot of people, a lot of people I talk to anyway, they say they fuck with you guys. So I hope the show is going to be fucking fantastic in September. Well, yeah, everyone that's telling Rob here that they fuck with this band, you better show the fuck up. Yeah, show up and fucking break someone's head open. <laughs> or not. Um, yeah, dude, it's gonna be a good night with fucking Annie up on it and and Poison Tongues. We mentioned them. They've been uh they've been around a long fucking time. They used to have uh they have a different singer from when they started back in maybe I don't know, like 2009, 2010. But um uh, you know that band Earth Mover from Detroit? Do you remember? Yeah, Earth I've Mover? Heard that. okay. Well, so their singer used to sing for them, blah, and he'd take care of life shit. So they got a, a different singer, but he plays guitar and sings at the same time. He's a fucking great guitarist. And for him to be able to play and sing at the same time, which I kind of, I'm, the t- I'm open. I think it's weird when like a hardcore band like has like their front man, like fucking plays the instrument at the same time. I just think it's weird. Like, uh, it's not weird. It's just it's different. Yeah. You know, like yeah, normally like, the front man running around acting crazy, you know, they gotta stay still. But it's one of the one of the few bands I'm like, yo, this fucking singer has has great energy. Um, he's a great on guitar. He knows how to fucking uh, control the crowd. So it's just it's uh it's good to see they don't get they don't get as much notoriety as they should because they've been doing it so fucking long. Just like the like Annie up, they've been doing it. I think they just for 20 years this year or or maybe 16, 17 years. They've been around yeah. so long. And uh, I'm sure you've seen them quite a few times in Pittsburgh yeah. over the years. Detroit, I've seen them in, I'm pretty sure, Pittsburgh a couple times and like Altoona. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying with like bands like playing guitar and yelling, like even if I'm not into a band, any band I see that like is playing guitar and yelling at the same time, like they instantly get like four more cool points in my opinion, just because like <laughs> I I played in a a really shitty like kind of like crossover like kind of like dumbass dying fetus watered down kind of like death metal band where we only put out two songs. You could look it up. It's called Apex of Fear. Okay. But uh, I did these two songs and we recorded them, and I did the same thing where I played guitar and yelled for like these fucking songs and like mm. that was the first time i ever did that for a band and dude it's like fucking pat your head rubbing your stomach on fucking like pcp <laughs> like trying to do that oh. like it's like i've been playing guitar since i was 13 you know i can riff like a motherfucker but like it's straight up like different like for like how i yelled for like deed and like power of fear it's always kind of been almost like a melody over the rhythms like with like the flow and style i do but when you play guitar and like yell at the same time, A, I don't sound the same as I do when I'm just fucking yelling by itself. And B, you kind of got to like time your rhythm and like you also kind of got to like dumb down your lyrics a little bit, depending on like what you're fucking doing. Cause like there's so much going on with your hands and then you got to fucking like move your fucking mouth in a rhythm with it. Like it almost feels like you're playing a completely fucking different instrument. Like there's yelling playing guitar and then like yelling playing guitar is like a completely different fucking animal because like like i could play guitar great but like dude like i couldn't play the power of fear songs and yell them if i fucking practiced for months wow like, okay it's just, 
different like to the style but like speaking of bands that play guitar and yell you ever listen to no reason to live yeah for sure yeah those are the homies and okay like uh bonadio he sings and plays guitar for them like he's yo a fucking maniac. like like he'll be doing like kind of like you know not, not like insane like rhythms and yelling dude but then he'll be fucking shredding while he's like doing that shit too or he's like sweeping and doing all this like widdly diddly shit okay and like he's a walking fucking hardcore metal fucking miracle you're breaking it down the way you did that that helps me uh put it more into perspective like not just like the talent behind it but like but being able to have your your brain fire in all these different fucking directions at the same time is my brain shit at the same time yeah okay yeah no i see what you're saying when uh when you break it down like that but like as i said like a stage presence for a hardcore band is just like a different thing that's what i was trying to explain i'm not yeah. i'm not necessarily against it but the energy is different on the stage in my it opinion can't be done, but it's got to be done right yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and then once again, I was getting yeah, poison tongues. They do it well. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's like bands like Nails. Like, I don't know if you ever listened to Ingrown. Like, they oh do yeah, the same. Like, yeah. Like those dudes can fucking pull it off. But, I mean, I've also seen it where I'm like, dog, pick one or the other. Like, you better <laughs> just be guitar yelling. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so said i couldn't remember who was who was on that show fucking bitter truth from uh, grand rapids michigan you ever heard of that oh, yeah. yeah yeah them and under the knife from flint dude they've been they just put out a new song um last week i talked about them on the never-ending game podcast i give them try to get them out there i mean everybody wants to do what they can so i try to help them out they're really good but uh they've been around a few years it just kind of under the radar right now trying to push them out there yeah, i've seen that video you posted of them playing it tied down you know it looked like people were fucking with it oh yeah yeah dude um god there's so much uh annie up pain clinic the homies from pittsburgh that's gonna be that's gonna yeah. be good dude awesome. Awesome. um then we got Power of fear. Oh shit! I can't wait for you guys. <laughs> and I yeah, and, and it's weird because like, um, just like the whole the whole hardcore scene and being so like like different regions. Like, the Pittsburgh's not that far from fucking Detroit. So for you guys to have such like a you have like such a like a, a strong scene, it's always been a force. For like Pittsburgh people and the bands that have coming out of there, and also Detroit, and it's it's just a cool connection. Be like five five and a half hours away, and, and people can I think like it's trade. Like four and a half, I, okay, I okay, it's not yeah, that. Oh. Like everyone I talk to, they're like, "What? It's only that far away?" And like, I don't know why, but like. Just saying it, it sounds like it'd be further away, but it really ain't that fucking bad. Yeah, it's got to rip know? down that fucking turnpike. Like, really? Yeah. Fuck, you guys take the turnpike? It's like $11. <laughs> oh, dog, it's like, you go to Philly and back, it's like $80. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. So, but, like, you just get on, like, and... Yeah, I'm trying to... Yeah, you're right, because I got fucked. I got fucked going to... <laughs> I drove to Reading, Pennsylvania, and I got shit on because uh, there's a yeah. turnpike all the way through Ohio. And... It's almost too Philly anyway. It's like an hour, hour and a half. Like, okay. it. yeah. But yeah. Like, I'm like, I can avoid tolls, dude. I fucking try to. But, like, if you go from like Pittsburgh to Philly, like, with without an easy pass, it's like 80 bucks. And that was like two years ago. So it's probably like mm -hmm. fucking close to 100 now or some shit. But, 
damn, if, dude. If you don't take the turnpike to go to Philly, like it straight up adds like an hour, maybe almost an hour and a half to your fucking drive. <laughs> it's almost like, worth it. Balls on that. Yeah. They know what they're doing, cocksuckers, fucking thieves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got to take a fucking toll to get to Detroit, too, but it ain't no $100. No, no. Once you get into Ohio, that's like the same – it's 80 or 90. I think it's 80, I-80. Once you get into Ohio, it's only like, I don't know, maybe 15 bucks at the most. So I don't yeah. know. They fucking ding you when you come back to PA, too. Like It's like – like whenever you're leaving, Ohio's like, yo, what's up? You're leaving. Like, I need like nine or ten bucks. And then you drive <laughs> for like ten more minutes and they're like, yo, what's up to Pennsylvania? Like, hey, I'm gonna need another 18 from your ass just for coming back to where you fucking live. That's <laughs> so cool. It's worth not coming back, dude. Cause I think you only get hit with like one when you leave, but like it's straight up like you get hit from Ohio and then ten minutes later from PA. They're like, Ohio's like, thanks for coming. And then PA's like, thanks for fucking coming back. Cocksuckers, I tell you. Yeah, and like same thing. There ain't no fucking way to go around it without it being like insanely long. Yeah, well, fuck tolls. Um, so I don't know, man. We fucking got about an hour and a half going here now. Uh, just, just say thanks again. I'm looking forward to seeing more from you guys eventually in the future, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys live. It's gonna be a fucking good time. You guys come here. Hope to. Hope it all it all turns out well. I'm thinking it will. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, we're stoked to fucking come up there too and just see what the future holds in general. I mean, record's been out for like three weeks right now, and like it just seems like it's on the up and up. So hopefully, it'll get some more traction and do some more cool shit as the time goes on. But yeah, who knows, bro? Yeah, between you guys and Pain Clinic fucking up pittsburgh's on fire right now there's other bands obviously too but those are my two those are the two i've been listening to for almost daily right now so any other yeah. bands you want to give a shout out from fucking pittsburgh anything uh anything that should uh be known by the masses that may not be uh i already talked about cement and fear they're my friends uh everyone knows about face wreck already and pain clinic we're going out with them uh, i mentioned no reason to live uh, I mean, if you don't know, you, you should fucking know, like built upon frustration. That's like why half the bands in Pittsburgh exist. Everyone knows that in your mind, uh, pre-built upon no retreat. Oh yeah. Uh, and whatever so happened like with that fucking, uh, was it one-on-one? -on -one? They did a couple of shows and then just kind of stopped. Yeah, that was, uh, Greenfield Mike, but he lives in Philly now. Oh, he's okay. kind of off the radar doing his hermit shit and uh, uh okay oh, i don't know anything about it i just know they were around then it was just gone yeah he kind of fell off he don't really go to shows that much anymore and okay. uh i don't know if you ever heard of ten of swords that was like yeah mine uh the dude that played guitar in that uh he played guitar and built upon frustration too and he did one-on-one -on -one and ten of swords with mike mm-hmm and uh, my other buddy, Jake Morris, played bass for it. And then they had some Willie kid or whatever from, like, fucking New Jersey playing drums. But, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of fell apart. I mean, it was cool while it lasted. I went to Chicago and seen them. They were fucking sick. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for, like, any noteworthy bands, at least going on right now. At least for, like, 
Pittsburgh hardcore. Cool. You know, everyone's doing shit you probably already know about, and you're seeing them somewhere because we're all over the place. Sure. We are everywhere. Cool, man. Well, we can fucking wrap it up here. Once again, uh, thank you. And um, I'll probably put this out f- for next week just because I do it every other week. At least I try to right now. It could be once a month. could be fucking three times a month. But, when, you know, it'll and go man, out soon. I'll let you know when I do. Yeah, it's your castle, man. You're the king. You do what you want. I do what I want. And uh, and for the record, I said, uh, I said, any bands you want to say for the masses? I mean, like five people. So I don't want to sound like a dickhead. <laughs> I said, no, I'm good, man. So cool. All right, man. Thanks again. And I will talk to you soon. All right. All right, man. Thanks for having me. And I'll catch you later. Cool, dude. I'll see you.